0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall guy.
1: That's what the poster
0: said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
1: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
0: now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast.
2: It's Christmas vacation season. Ooh. I mean the movie, and if you've ever watched Clark Griswold, one thing you know is that Clark sort of makes everything a big deal. And sometimes the problem isn't just Christmas, it's the way Clark Griswold handles all of it. What if the problem across the NFL isn't always the NFL or the quarterbacks? It's the way that we handle the situation. It's Martin Hahn on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, getting you a sneak peek to Fitz and Harry starting January 3rd in this same time slot with you every day. We're also in the ESPN app. You can hang out, listen, and watch there also. So, HD, I think it's interesting because we're having a lot of conversations about Zach Wilson. And understandably so. When you're the number 2 pick in the draft, this is what happens. I would argue the Jets fans might be a little more vocal than, let's say, Bears fans, because I don't remember this much conversation about the implosion of Mitchell Trubisky also taking second overall. But I get it. Everybody wants to talk about the Jets and Zach Wilson, particularly because now it seems like he may have to get through Thursday night also, another game against the Jags. It's going to be difficult for him. We take everything that Zach does and we blow it up and we magnify it, including the concept of whether or not he can even play in the league. Robert Sala, the Jets head coach at his press conference, had strong words about what we're doing wrong when we analyze quarterbacks.
0: The frustrating thing is that, you know, the, this kid's going to be a good quarterback. Um, the the NFL and this, this new instant coffee world that we're in just does not want to give people time. And so we look at him and he is just nitpicked with a, with a fine-tooth comb.
2: Harry, I, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Are you ready for a quick story? Talk to me. Uh, you 2 you know, the band U2. U2 um, years ago in the music business, they were doing an interview, and they said in this interview that it took them four records to figure out what they were going to sound like as a band. And Bono, the lead singer of U2, was sort of joking about the fact that in today's music business, they never would have made it. Because nowadays, you don't even get four singles; You get two releases. And if your second release isn't popular, you're losing your record deal. You're losing your music career. It makes me think about the quarterback position, too. Because we live in a world where, like, you got one shot. And that one shot better be perfect out of the gate. Like, the, the chance to slow and low and develop anything, especially at the quarterback position... Feels like it's dead. Does it, does it from you from playing in the league?
1: Yeah. Are we too quick to judge these guys? I think we are, and it's different from you know when Peyton Manning was coming in, and you had guys that you know may not have had the best rookie season, but you seen the promise, right? You knew he had the intangibles to be a great quarterback, and now he's a a hall, a hall of famer. Uh, well, I also will say this: it has a lot to do with. What you have around your young quarterback as well, the supporting cast. And we've seen that with a Josh Allen. We've seen that with a Patrick Mahomes, a Joe Burrow, now a Jalen Hurts, right? We've seen that with all those guys. that supporting cast really, really does matter. So the number one thing from, front offices, from a front office standpoint is that you have to surround these young quarterbacks with the proper players uh, supporting them so they can be great. The next thing I would say is coaching. Coaching matters. Right? We're seeing that right now with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson versus having Urban Meyer. Coaching matters in the National Football League in all sports. But then the third thing I think is one of the most important, right? The attitude and willingness to learn from that young quarterback. That young quarterback has to have the mindset, hey, I understand I might be a number one overall pick. I understand I might be a top 10 pick, but there's still room for me to get better as a player, and there are a lot of things and intangibles that I can learn about this game from so many other people that have been there and done it.
2: I love what you're saying there about so much of that because it plays into what the way we view Zach Wilson. I don't think Zach Wilson is just being doubted because of his play. If Zach Wilson came out and handled all the little things the right way, if Zach Wilson, you know, I, I would argue a couple things. got to be was, humble, too, man. If, if he had the Gotta right got to be humble. Same it, thing happened at Baker Mayfield. Got to be humble. Tone matters, yep. right? Like, at the quarterback position—and and I'm not saying it's right. It's just—it is. Like, at some point, you can't change certain inevitabilities. Like, when you see a certain level of swagger from a quarterback, it better be backed
1: up and right I, and away. I, and I'll give you an example. Brock Purdy. All those guys on his team talk about how he commands and owns the huddle. He's confident. But he's not— Hockey with it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like he still has that humbleness to to himself that was the issue with Baker Mayfield I think that's one of the issues with Zach Wilson as well
2: if you think about humility and conversation and patience one great example we weren't sure coming into the year if Jalen Hurts was the guy everybody was like oh let's see well Jalen Hurts certainly somebody that has been through it at the college level and then at the NFL with the doubters right if you look at Tua How many times have we heard people just outwardly, loudly doubting Tua? And every time he has a chance to speak on it, he just says the right thing. Now, you can be cocky. You can be Joe Burrow. And you can walk in with the cigars and the swagger and everything that Joe Burrow walks into. But you better get those results. You can be
1: cocky without even having to open your mouth if your play backs it up, though.
2: That's the hard. Right, if that's your the thing. play backs it up, and you you create a different level of expectation the minute you come in with that swagger. Like if you if if you walk into the room and, and you are acting like you are the man from the minute you walk in there, everybody has a different expectation for what you're going to do when you're there. I think that's
1: all reasonable, and you're going to rub your teammates the wrong way, Fitz. When I mean the wrong way, yes, the wrong way. Now. I will say this. It's, it's different. When I came into the National Football League in 2008, right, you had two quarterbacks that get drafted pretty high in Matt Ryan in 2008 and Joe Flacco. Both of those guys were able to lead their teams to the playoffs as rookies. But they also did have a supporting cast. But those two guys were just different, right? They had the intangibles. They didn't need to sit out a year. They just hit the ground running. Also, I would say Big Ben was like that as well. But Big Ben had a supporting cast to the max. You talk about defense, receivers, run game, everything. Won a Super Bowl, I believe, in his first year. Andrew Luck in year one. It was three quarterbacks in 2012. Andrew Luck, RG3, Russell Wilson. All of those guys were able to fit into their teams and help lead them to a playoff appearance in their first years. I I mean, I, I just think you rarely see guys nowadays coming in because, number one, the game of football has changed from a standpoint. You know, in college, you have these spread offenses. Right? And, and necessarily, sometimes they might not teach you where to read to play from, like coverages and where to go with the football. Sometimes you may have reads and that's your read. Or you just throw it wherever you throw it. Versus in the National Football League, you got to read coverages and understand where the blitz is coming from, what play you need to check into, how do you put your players in the offense into the best position. Those are some of the things that are different from the college ranks.
2: He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're in on Barton Hahn sneak peek here to Fitz and Harry starting January 3rd in the same time slot. And, you know, Harry. Uh, Trevor Lawrence just stands out immediately as somebody that uh, I I don't know that I've ever seen a quarterback with higher expectations coming out of college than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, when when I was covering uh, for digital for the college football uh, playoffs his his freshman year at Clemson, there were people saying that he should legally challenge the law so that he could be drafted earlier, that he should go and try and get change made to labor laws so that the NFL had to accept him earlier. Like, that's how good it was. He's the next John Elway, right? Like, he came in with wild heaping expectations that were not met his rookie year through no fault of his own I think we all agree that Urban Meyer was not a good well, all coach all it
1: takes is a bad apple to be around such a great kid and you can destroy that, that, that plate within that young man
2: but, but look at what we've seen yep. like there there was no chatter there was no talk there was no oh we got a problem even the beginning of this year a few turnovers early on as Doug Peterson was teaching him the new offense everybody was like he'll get it figured out like I think part of the reason that Zach Wilson isn't getting that conversation is because you you can't come in and say guys 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 calm down uh, that we can't have a, we don't we don't want immediate results with somebody that that hasn't earned that like you got to read the room earn the room and then you can be whoever you're gonna and be.
1: Fitz, I'm gonna take you inside a locker room right because I, I was a rookie at one time and I remember Roddy White coming to me and telling me my first game I dropped like three balls. He was like, "Listen, I love you, you my little bro, but you got to catch the rock." Like I'm a rock with you. But if you don't catch the ball, I'm going to start telling them to throw it to me. But you have to come in and understand that your team that you're with now, you have a clean slate. And what you did in college, no one on your team cares about. They don't care if you won a national championship in college. Now it's going to be great that you're a winner and you're coming to a team and you're going to help them win. But what you've done before you have gotten to the National Football League, no one on that team gives a damn. I promise you. They want to see how you can help them and that team right then, right there, make the playoffs and potentially win a Super Bowl.
2: Last year, I was watching this TV series called Wall Street, but it's W.A.H.L. It was about uh, Mark Wahlberg and all of his business enterprises. Really interesting show as it was following, you know, a very famous actor while he launches uh, 10 different businesses. And it happened to be filmed. They obviously didn't know. Nobody did. But it was filming right as COVID hit. And so they were talking to all of these people he's in business with as he was trying to save all of these businesses and salvage all of it. What really hit me is he, one of his sort of uh, mentors was asked, what makes Mark Wahlberg so successful at business? Because my guy has been very successful in a lot of ways. And she said, "And when he jumps into anything, he does it with humility and he listens to everybody along the way. He's not afraid to admit what he doesn't know and learn about it in the process. And I really, I was hit by that because I felt like, that's to, to, In my life experience, the people that I've been lucky enough to be around that have, have, have made it to whatever the 1% is, like the dream job level, 99% of those people aren't afraid to admit what they don't know, they're not afraid to listen, and they're not afraid to learn along the way. You get a, you win a lot of benefit of the doubt when you do that. I think what's prob- the problem now is that the Jets are asking for fans and media to give benefit of the doubt to a quarterback situation that frankly you can't ask for that now
1: when you didn't approach it the right way from the outset, no, I agree with you one hundred percent. And for Robert Sala and those guys, as soon as you drafted Zach Wilson, you needed to understand his personality. And these talks should have had should have been had at an earlier time, right? Hey, listen, understand what you did in college, understand your mindset, but. In the National Football League, this is how you need to approach things. This is the humbleness you need to walk around with. Gain the trust of your teammates first. Not just sit there and think you have the trust of your teammates without going out and performing at a high level and balling out. Gain the trust of your teammates first. Gain the trust of the training staff, of the front office. Then you can let some of that, you know, you know, look cocky and sprinkle off uh, if it needs be. Because listen, you do want guys to be themselves, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day. If you're not performing at the level you're supposed to perform at, you're going to get ate up about it.
2: Yeah, well, go back and look at the early parts of Mahomes' career and the early parts of Josh Allen's career. Like, you're not talking about guys there that were walking in like swaggy, right? Like, you're
1: talking about guys that were just the number of times we all and, heard. And Patrick Mahomes even came out and said, listen, I needed to learn coverages more. I needed to understand defenses more. That's being humble. That's understanding and 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 self reflecting and knowing that hey, even though I was very successful and throwing fifty touchdowns and won an MVP, there were still holes in my game that I needed to learn and get better at.
2: Yeah, and and look, I'm not saying everybody has to be humble. If that's not your personality, go out be you. But if you go out, you're you're going to be more you know statement oriented, and you don't back it up. Then you just got to know from the outset. You it's know coming, that it's coming, especially at you. in the
1: New York media, oh, in a New it. York market. Especially coming from
2: BYU in yeah. the New York market, it's why it's why from the outset I never liked the the fit for Zach Wilson. And I can't say this loud enough. I think we we look at players as failures without looking at fit. It's system. It's coaching. It's people around you. It's all of it. Like I, we should stop looking at quarterbacks to become saviors and and turn around and make a whole franchise relevant. And we should instead look for quarterbacks that go into systems where they're surrounded with continuity and they're surrounded with great coaches that want to let I'm them not do this. the Jets off the
1: hook, though. I'm uh, not letting the Jets off the hook because no. they could have took Justin Fields. Uh, 100%. They could have took Justin Fields, who had a better college background than Zach Wilson. I, I, I agree did with it. that also.
2: And I, they did it. I think all there's enough blame for, for the whole group to go around. Like, also, by the way, the way the Jets have handled Zach Wilson, I'm not sure that they wouldn't have ruined Justin Fields too. Like, let's not get it twisted. If if Patrick Mahomes had been drafted by the Bears, like Bears fans constantly say, the Bears simply would have ruined Patrick Mahomes. Like, it, it takes a special well, thing. I, I to will come say into. this though,
1: because in year two. Zach Wilson has supporting cast. He has players around him. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields doesn't. No, and he's fair. still figuring out a way to ball out. So just imagine if Justin Fields was on the New York Jets right now with that defense, with Garrett Wilson, with Corey Davis, with C.J. Uzama, and Brees Hall before he got hurt, right? Just imagine that.
2: Yeah, the Jets have a young core, by the way. Oh, like yeah. it's really, like it's The Jets are poised to be very good for a long time. They just got to figure out the quarterback thing. And if they want to figure out Zach Wilson, by the way, the one, last thing I'll say on this, They could. If if Robert Sala really thinks that we're all stopping this, look at the Bills. The, The Bills said one thing to the world when they drafted Josh Allen. I don't give a damn what you think. To the point that remember that we were doing rips on He's ESPN our guy. about like Josh Allen can make it the NFL. You know what the Bills basically said we don't care what you think. Josh Allen said we don't care what you think. If the Bill if the Jets want to make Zach Wilson work and they think that the problem is society, then maybe the Jets should do what they're telling Zach Zach Wilson to do: shut off the damn noise and just focus on making your quarterback better. Like if they won't listen to the noise, they could choose to insulate him, make him better, and make him as good as Josh Allen if they think he has that ability.
1: No, I agree with you.
2: All right, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. It's Barton Han. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. My God, that's a lot of parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride.
0: go to shopify.com/network now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com/network
2: if you haven't already put your christmas tree up if you're one of those people that waits till the last minute, you might want to put it up near the TVs because I mean Christmas Day going to be stacked. So, to get ready as we count down to Christmas, uh, five consecutive games on ESPN and ABC beginning at noon Eastern and on ESPN Radio doubleheader, 4 30 Eastern, the Bucks, it's Celtics, followed by the Grizzlies and Warriors, the NBA on ESPN Radio. My God, it's going to be fire. So, I figured we'd have a little bit of Christmas fun. Alright, you ready for this, Eric? Let's do it. We are going to do, let's uh, let's be, uh, never been. Done in the history of Christmas. We can before. do it.
1: We can do it
2: all <laughs> night long. We're going to do naughty or nice. So Devin, producer extraordinaire, is going to give us a team from this naughty or nice list. We'll decide. Can they make noise in the NBA playoffs? We're talking like deep rum. We're talking like oh my god, everybody's paying attention to them in June. If they can, they're not. They're on the nice list. If they can't, mm-mm, lump of coal. They naughty. You in for this, AC? We can do it all night long. I I. No, one, one more time, just for the- we can do it all, I, all night long, all day long. Cause all it's day- daytime, okay. It's daytime. Devin, sorry, save me from this. Oh,
4: you oh. hear that music, it just hits different. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> all right, this first team all. up the Brooklyn Nets, 19 and 12. They've won six straight, they are currently sitting fourth in the Eastern Conference. Naughty or nice, Fitz?
2: I'm gonna say nice. Even though their defense is, ho, ho, ho. their defense is. Merry Christmas. Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> their defense is naughty. I know that, but man, I don't know. I believe in stars. I believe in KD. I believe in star power. I believe star can get the stars can get anything done. And look, they 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 were in it last year, despite being depleted and putting everything on KD's shoulders. So I'm going to believe that they're going to coast through the regular season, but create a matchup nightmare because they still have arguably the best player in the world. I can't put them on the naughty list. So you think
1: they can win the NBA championship? I think they could get to the Eastern Conference Finals. If it's Eastern Conference Finals. For me, I'm going to go uh, naughty. Okay. It's a simple fact that like yeah, I understand they have Kevin Durant. They have Kyrie Irving. Guys that can get a bucket any point in time in the game that they want to. But what does it matter if you're giving up a bucket any time that the opposing team wants to? Right? When I look at teams like the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the Cavaliers who are surging right now, those teams play those teams play defense. Now, the Brooklyn Nets can't be the only team in that in that sense that doesn't play defense. We've seen how that went last year.
2: Yeah, uh, by the way, we're not even going to put the Bucks on this list. They're already like oh, the yes. Bucks and the Grizzlies are already on the Nice list. There's no conversation to be had there. Can you play the naughty sound again? You're naughty. Oh, just we just need to keep that and drop that all the time. Devin, who you got next? What's our next team?
4: All right, next team up: New Orleans Pelicans. They're 18 and 12, sitting at fourth in the Western Conference. Naughty or nice? Man, they're
2: nice. Oh, oh, like I can't take it. Merry Christmas. The the again, like I look when I'm looking at deep playoff runs, I'm looking at stars, right? And I'm looking at matchup issues. And I I mean, I know health is always going to be a concern, but man, if they are healthy, they're big three can handle anybody like Woo, yeah, I'm all in on New Orleans being able to make the deepest run we've seen in a generation for the Pelicans.
1: I, I like this. Yeah, I'm gonna go nice as well. When you talk about a guy like Zion oh, Williamson, oh, who's oh. been able to play the Merry way he's been. <laughs> oh, I can't oh, get enough of that one. <laughs> he's been been able to play at a, a very high level this year. If he can stay healthy, at some point, they're gonna get Brandon Ingram back and when he gets back into the rotation, you're gonna see this basketball team surge in a different light. Also, you talk about C.J. McCollum, a guy who's a leader not just on the court, but off of the court. That Allen Tunis. I like Herbert Jones, a defensive stopper, but also I like their rookie man that they drafted in the first round of Dyson Daniels. I think his upside and the size of him being able to defend multiple positions, I really like what the New Orleans Pelicans are right now. Even though they lost three or four in a row, I still like this team.
4: All right, next up, and this team has been really hot as of late, also a New York team. The New York Knicks, they are 17 and 13. They've won Seven straight. They are they're currently sitting six in the Eastern Conference. Harry, naughty or nice?
1: Ooh. I'm going to go naughty. Can I say You're something, them? I am sick of you. Stripper Russ, down there at Seaport, New York. They call him <laughs> Russ Fisher. Every time the Knicks win, and I got to tell y'all, I do have love for the Knicks because my brother played Tony Douglas for the Knicks, was drafted in the first round of 2009. I have love for the Knicks, except when they play the Atlanta Hawks. But Russ, all times of the, of the morning, all times of night, he's sending me a text every time the Knicks win, and I don't know why Stripper Russ continues to do that. Stop. But I'm going to go... I said Naughty, right? Yeah, you said Naughty. Yeah, I'm going to go Naughty because the simple fact You're that— You're Naughty. I like Jalen Brunson. I like Julius Randle. I like R.J. Baird, I like the big three. But once you get past those three guys, who is going to be the one person or the two people that pick up slack if you have a bad night by one of those two guys? Because in the past, it has showed. Right? Jalen Bronson wasn't on this team last year. Who's going to be the one guy or the two guys that can pick up enough slack for the New York Knickerbockers?
2: You know how I know the answer to this? Which guy's name? Uh, Russ Fisher. Russ stri- Fisher.
1: Stri- just call him Stripper Russ. All right, Stripper Down in Seaport.
2: You know why Stripper Russ down in Seaport texts you every time they win a game? Tell me. Because they're on the naughty list. Right? you naughty. At the end of the day, you know, if, if just a regular season wins got reason for you to start talking to your talk, then you know that you ain't been there before. I, I'm totally out. If you were playing NBA Jam, which by the way, you should. The, the new arcade version of it's spectacular. Uh, if you were playing NBA Jam and you were taking the Knicks versus let's say, I don't know, the Bucks or Brooklyn or you go up and down the Celtics. I can't believe I left the Celtics out there. Yeah. Like, they're not even close to those teams. No.
1: There, I gotta break this up really quick because usually when the Hawks and the Knicks play me and Alan Hahn and we go back and forth you know me and Russ we go back and forth so the last time that the Hawks and the Knicks played, right the Hawks were without starters DeAndre Hunter without John Collins DeJounte Murray got hurt in early in the first quarter and Russ texts me the next morning well I actually seen him because I had to do uh Keyshawn Jable and Max and he's bragging about it I'm like bro we were without three starters
4: what are you talking about right now Come on,
1: stripper Russ.
2: Devin, you got one more, one, uh, one more quick one for yeah,
4: us? let's do one, one more quick. The Golden State Warriors, they are 15 and 16. They're sitting in, 11th in the Western Conference. Obviously, Steph Curry is hurt. He'll be back in a few weeks. Harry, not here, nice? I'm going nice.
1: Ho, ho, ho. Even though they have been horrible on the road this year and been amazing at home, and Steph Curry is out at the moment, along with Andrew Wiggins, I'm going nice. This team won a championship last year. One thing I know about their big three, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, those guys are winners. They changed that franchise. And I'm not going to let history not tell me to believe in this basketball team because I still believe in them. I'm going naughty. You're oh, naughty. My yeah,
2: and Draymond doesn't have a fighter's chance of being able to keep this thing uh, alive. Look, oh, my uh, at, at the end of the day, this is a year where brands we're used to seeing be successful that we just say are going to be successful because of the brand they are, are all following. Falling. Tom Brady, falling. The Patriots, falling. Aaron Rodgers, falling. Guess what? We're adding Golden State to that. I'm out on Golden State. They don't have that, you know, that little uh, thing, that little je ne say that little uh, bush. Like, pool's not pay- playing like a guy that just got paid. Yeah. Uh, Young guys, their, yeah. their
1: bench, their bench isn't what the bench was last year. So their bench has been, you know, non-existent this year. But even do, if
2: they sneak into the playoffs, they're going to get that ass whooped by the bro, Grizzlies. I, I should, mean, just
1: damn. Mine. Well, well, you know that's.
2: Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Your mind. <laughs> I don't know why I got a ho-ho-ho but I do know ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Saving you a bunch of motorcycle RV and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Alright, what should the concern level be over the Dallas Cowboys? We'll ask one of the smartest people at ESPN to break it down for us next. It's not me or Harry Douglas. It's also not Barton Hahn, but that's what you're listening to on ESPN Radio.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
2: Bart and Han. Bart and Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM channel eighty. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. It's really a soft launch for Fitz and Harry, which starts January third. Do you ever go to one of those Harry like a restaurant that has like the soft launch, so they're not really open, but like they, you get to go in and like eat the food early? Of course, Fitz. I'm Harry Douglas. No, that is that is. I knew the minute I was asking. it. Harry's actually in Connecticut. So, man, what I can't wait for tonight is, like, Harry's going to take me out to a nice steakhouse. It's going to be a delightful meal. Probably tomorrow, Fitz. Uh, tomorrow? tomorrow? I thought
1: tonight. I a and then, lot of studying to do tonight. Okay.
2: Well, then I'm going to sneak out the bathroom. I have to do, the,
1: the, have to do the, you know, the, the high school early signing show tomorrow, 2 to 5 okay. p.m. on ESPN. So I have a lot of studying. I don't leave till Thursday morning until Thursday okay. morning so tomorrow night we're going to do that
2: well and, and when the bill comes I'm going to go tinkle and by tinkle I mean I'm going to leave out the back door alright don't you have uh, a company car <laughs> <laughs> no I don't hey Justin you uh, Justin Craig ESPN boss is now buying us uh, Fleming's tonight or tomorrow night appreciate that Justin doesn't even know you. yet uh, Bill Barnwell host of the Bill Barnwell show podcast joining us now on the show Bill you want to come to Fleming's uh, radio's buying they don't know that yet but I figured like n- nice take dinner
3: I, I want to figure out how I get free steak. I've been working in the ESPN for like a decade. Nobody's bought me a steak. Yeah,
2: well, don't you worry
3: about that, Bill. Yeah. You <laughs> hang with, with Harry Douglas, damn it. You have a
1: free steak whenever
3: you yeah, want one, you have,
2: It's amazing. You go to dinner with Harry, and within three minutes, he's taking pictures with random people I don't even know, and suddenly everything's <laughs> comped. All right, so that mm-hmm. you never have to worry about the bill when you're with Harry. Uh, how concerned should the Eagles be about Jalen Hurts' injury?
3: I think they should be concerned for a couple reasons. Number one, they play the Cowboys, and there is that slim chance, not a big chance, but a slim chance that the Cowboys could make a run back in the NFC East. And if the Eagles do go on a losing streak here at the end of the season, they lose the top seed in the NFC, and that is a huge competitive advantage because. Only the top seed gets that first round by and home field advantage throughout the entire postseason. And then I think the other concern is that we know Jalen Hurts' style of play. He's smart. He's super talented. He gets better every single year. But he's a physical football player. He's going to put himself at risk to make plays for his football team, and I think the risk of re-aggravating the shoulder injury over the next few weeks and into the postseason is very high. So I know you want to play him. I know Jalen Hurts wants to play. But maybe discretion is the better part of valor here. Maybe you do give uh, Jalen Hurts a week off against the Cowboys to have him hopefully healthy for the postseason. So, Bill, I want to switch things to the NFC North.
1: So you're telling me there's a chance, my man. There's a chance. There's no chance, Bill. What are
3: your thoughts on the Packers' playoff chances? I think there is a chance, and I'll tell you what, couldn't you guys see week 18, the team that everybody has come to love, the team that is America's team now, right? The Detroit Lions face the Green Bay Packers with a wild card spot on the line. It's not out of the question if the Packers go on a little winning streak here. And I think, you know, we saw them coming off their bye. We saw them against the Rams last night. That looks like the Packers from the last couple of years, they were playing smart football. They had the pass rush going. They were running the football. You know, I, I think they felt more confident last night than I've seen them at any point really, you know, since the very few, first couple of weeks of the season.
2: No, oh, come on, though, Bill. The the Rams are bad, <laughs> right? Like, the Rams, are, doesn't that have sure. to factor into this? Like, what we did what we see last well, night? It, we saw the Packers it, beat a, a stinky Rams team.
3: Fitz, I, I don't, I don't want to say this. Don't you but do it, the Rams fam. did beat the. You know who the Rams beat the week before the Packers? Bomb you set up for What do you want me to do? Bombshell. <laughs> Bombshell by That's Bill Barnwell. Bill,
2: Bill, Bill, Bill. We were friends. Uh, we were speaking of my beloved Raiders. Uh, you watched the play. I watched the play. I screamed like a, a child. Uh, what was your reaction uh, to to the game overall? Really, the Patriots are in a very weird situation. How much of this is Bill Belichick's fault?
3: Uh whether it's Bill Belichick or Matt Patricia, it's a lot because you know. I mean, Harry is a former player. He can speak to this better than I can, but you know, by all accounts, it seems to be that the Patriots went out for that final play. They were told, hey, you know, run the ball, get down, go to overtime. And then once the play started, kind of the adrenaline and the the experience took over and it turned into a laterals play. And I think from the Patriots' perspective, they should know better. There's no benefit to having Ramondre Stevenson go out there and run for 20 yards and go to overtime. If that's what you're telling your players... No, Neil. Neil, take it to overtime. Don't run the risk of having something like that happen. And we've seen it happen before. The Cowboys in a play a few years ago where uh, they turned the ball over at the end of the first half on a checkdown, ended up being the difference between them winning and losing a game. This stuff happens, and the possible reward of Ramondre Stevenson running through the entire Raiders team for a touchdown is not worth the risk. And I think Bill Belichick, the ultimate risk reward person, the guy who thinks about everything, I think him and my Patricia should have known better.
1: Thank you, Bill Bonwell. Somebody mm-hmm. with some complete sense. <laughs> because I'm sick of hearing people saying that, no, this is not on coaching. This is not on Bill Belichick. This is not on Patricia. It's on the player. All you had to do, this is not the situation in 2018 when the Miami Dolphins were down to the mm-hmm. New England Patriots mm-hmm. and had to go run mm-hmm. laterals to win. The game is tied. Mm-hmm. So you go out there and you let Mac Jones take a knee and you're going to overtime. You don't hand the ball off mm-hmm. to your runner. And back?
3: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you know what? Bill Belichick said after the game, hey, we don't have a quarterback who can throw a Hail Mary from 55 yards out, which, number one, that seems like it might be a problem. You want to get a quarterback who can throw the ball 55 yards downfield in the NFL. And number two, that tells you everything you need to know. If you can throw the ball, if your only choice is to run a draw, All you're doing is racking up fantasy points. And if there's anybody who does not care about fantasy football, it's Bill Belichick. So this was setting your players up for a disaster situation. Now, granted, players should have done better. I'm not saying they are blameless here. But I think you put them in a situation to fail, and that's not what we expect from the Patriots and Bill Belichick.
2: You guys can follow him on Twitter, at Bill Barnwell. Now that I've looked at the playoff machine, I'll admit that the the Packers beating the Dolphins uh, drastically helps what I need for my beloved Raiders to make the playoffs. Never mind, I'm in. Let the Packers make the playoffs. Uh, Check out the Bill Barnwell Show podcast. Bill always appreciates your time. Happy holidays, my friend.
3: Thanks, Joe. I'll talk to you when it's official. Oh, it's official.
2: that is true. Like We're going to be going steady with Bill. Bill's somebody that uh, I, I cannot say enough positive things about. His work is incredible. Uh, I've always loved the fact that he's been willing to hang out with me from 7 to 9 p.m. We look forward to bringing him uh, to be part of the, the family here on what will become Fitz and Harry if I ever actually learn the name of the show. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Uh, as we continue to break down everything across the NFL, we've been having a debate. Our top six in the process of figuring that out leaves a real question about who the best team is in the AFC the answer might surprise you we'll tell you it next Spartan Han on ESPN radio Harry Douglas Jason
4: Fitz in for the guys we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at lq.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block.
1: It's only a serve, it's only a tackle. A run.
4: It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: Bart and Han. Spartan Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM channel lady. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Giving you a sneak peek of Fitz and Harry that starts January 3rd. So, obviously, throughout the holidays, ESPN Radio's got you covered, but you will hear us starting January 3rd every single day together, noon to 3 Eastern, Monday through Friday. In the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Also, you can watch us uh, everywhere that you watch ESPN. So uh, it's an opportunity to hang out with us, a little bit of a sneak peek. ESPN Radio, by the way, has you covered for bowl game action. Tune in tonight for the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. I'll be sitting in this chair, by the way, tomorrow, uh, hanging out. We'll keep this 12 to 3 thing going, but Harry's got big things going tomorrow as uh, Harry's going. What, you're looking at me y'all like you're Y'all kicked me up? out, huh? Well, I mean, you're doing bigger things. You're, doing, you're on TV Y'all, y'all kicked me out, too. Well, I mean, man, I mean, it's, it's, you're, Harry's going to be out there hanging out with college football gods on TV. You'll be on ESPN from 2 to 5 p.m. Tomorrow? 2 to 5 p.m., yep. All right, hanging out as we go through National Signing Day. A really cool opportunity to watch Harry uh, break down some college football with Tom Luganville and Matt Schick. Always a great time on that. So, uh, Tom yeah, Van Heeren, too. Oh, oh, look at that. You got the whole, you got the whole, anyone else you want to name and drop? Like, shout out
1: to Amy Vosky. Okay, are we we done now? Got to give her a major shout-out.
2: Okay, who's the best team in the AFC? Because we've been doing this exercise earlier, and where we really got stunted was on the AFC side of it particularly we went through the college football playoff committee process of looking at the NFL it got heated you guys chimed in trying to figure out who's better the chiefs the bills knowing that we all almost all of us on the show feel like the chiefs are better but the bills have the head to head which created a bit of a debate but even as we look at that debate there's just a real question above and beyond the college football playoff committee right now who's the best team in the AFC because I feel like the team I'm the most scared to watch it is the Bengals.
1: For me, it's the Cincinnati Bengals, fits, And I'm about to tell you exactly why. As soon as I look up one more thing, right? So the last four games for the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to start with their defense. And shout out to their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. He has been, it's dating all the way back to last year, phenomenal for the Cincinnati Bengals and their defense and them stepping up and making plays, especially against certain opponents and certain players when they had to. The last four games, I'm going to start with the Tennessee Titans, right? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry right now is second in the National Football League in rushing. They held Derrick Henry to 38 yards. Let's move on to the next week. They play Patrick Mahomes. For some odd apparent reason, and it's not odd to me, but it may be odd to a lot of other people, the last three times that the Cincinnati Bengals have played the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow has gotten the best of that argument, and also the Cincinnati Bengals' defense. They have beaten them the last three times, so they beat Mahomes. Now, the next game, you go against the Cleveland Browns, who has kind of been the kryptonite, To the Cincinnati Bengals, but not in this matchup. Nick Chubb, who happens to be the third leading rusher in the National Football League. That defense held Nick Chubb to 34 yards rushing. And then the last game recently, that was just played this Sunday, Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, seven Super Bowls. They forced Tom Brady to turn the football over four times. Two interceptions, two forced fumbles. You talk about Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, BJ Hill—the guys on that front four. But then you look at the linebacker position; they have three studs: Logan Wilson, Pratt, Jermaine Pratt, and, and Gaither. But on the back end, I think two of the, two of the guys that, that, that play key roles in their defense—Von Bell and Jesse Bates, the oh, third. Yeah. Rent and think about that, Fitz. I haven't even brought up their offense yet. Not to mention they got the guy with them great the great fruits walking around any and everywhere that he can. Who is that guy walking around with those Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. Grapefruits. Damn Burrow, who doesn't care who's on the opposite side of him. He's gonna show up and show up. But show and show out. You talk about Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They can beat you with the pass game. They can beat you with the run game. But also what Joe Burrow's doing a great job of this year, Fitz, when it's not there he's been able to tuck the football and run it and pick up yards with his legs.
2: That's because they spent a bunch of money on the offensive line also that's worked for him. That's so he right. feels more comfortable. And by the way, Devin, we're going to need to find a grapefruit company to endorse this show so that we can hand out grapefruits at uh, the Grapefruit Award. We'll just let everybody else figure that part out as we go. Uh, <laughs> did, did you drink a lot of grapefruit juice growing up?
1: I did. I, always used I still to eat sugar. grapefruit. I, I put sugar on top of grapefruits too. I still do it to this day. Tony, you like, you got to put a, little, just a little, yeah, little, little sugar on there.
2: It, 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 Get rid of that little
1: bitter taste. <laughs> when
2: you just broke down the Bengals roster. I this is just going to be like I'm going to say this till people are just like make it a, sh- a drinking game, and you're going to be drunk every show. Like it's about the roster, yeah, you got a great quarterback. You got that guy with Burrow, but yep. you also got got that guy throwing to I think the best wide receiver core in the NFL. No, you got an are. offensive they line that's playing much better. Game. You got a great running back behind you that can get a lot of things done. You got a defense that can get after the quarterback from a couple of different guys. So it's not just a one headed monster on it that covers well with guys on the backside of the defense that play well. Like I, I'm, it's a well coached team that happens to be deep from one to fifty three. Like it's we overcomplicate all of this stuff. Like it's a better roster
1: than most teams in the NFL. And I think one of the best things that happened that happened to this football team this season was Jamar Chase going down, right? Joe Mixon going down. That forced T Higgins to step up from the wide receiver position. That also forced Samarji Ryan to be better at the running back position to the point now where he's going to be fighting for some playing time because he was good in the absence of Joe Mixon. That defense stepped up even more. So shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals and Zach Taylor. All
2: right. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Uh, Obviously, uh, we're going to be with you every weekday starting January 3rd from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. Means world that you guys hang out with us this last couple of days. It's been a little sneak peek of it. We're going to keep, obviously, hanging out. But we appreciate the fact that you guys have been such a huge part of this community. Don't go anywhere. Kenny and Carlin coming up. They've got Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and Joe Burrow all joining them. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Thanks for hanging out.
0: Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.